You could only get the value from your mainframe because standard software wasn't around. You had to build your own software. And today, the cloud, as a single cloud, as a multi-cloud, is like the mainframe. The applications for that, the best practices of the 21st century, have not yet been established. Holger Mueller is VP and Principal Analyst at Constellation Research. In a recent report entitled Nutanix Powers Workload Freedom and More, he explores how the Nutanix Cloud Platform became a full-fledged next-generation computing platform. It gives CXOs, as Mueller calls it, identicality between the cloud and on-prem. Higher identicality means higher workload portability between the supported platforms. Our conversation started with his comments on the report, but it became much more. He offered insight after insight about the state of cloud, but we start with his recommendations to CXOs. Companies have to move fast, and enterprise acceleration is super important, right? And if they slow down, if they don't move fast enough, somebody else might disrupt them. It's exacerbated by human nature to be a little lazy and complacent and say, ah, it will never come here. In Germany and Europe right now, right, a lot of technology skepticism hinges on that and saying, ah, this is just a crazy thing the Americans are doing. And 50% of the case, Europeans are good at sitting it out because the whole thing dies very quickly. And the other 50%, they're sitting it out and they're being caught by it and uh, try to catch up with it and not doing well in the market, right? But in general, in any enterprise, you need to get better 5, 6, 10% every year in terms of being able to move faster. It doesn't mean that you have to go full throttle all the time and burn out your organization, but you have to have this ability to respond or to be creative and create a new disrupting strategy in your industry. Mueller says the vendor matters more than ever. It's back to that idea of identicality, higher workload portability between the supported platforms. Vendors who cobble together solutions and just try to make it work aren't going to be successful. You want to have the -the out-of-the-box capability and the certainty to move workload A to workload B. And, and this is the big thing, right, without the need of retesting. Of course, you can move systems from A to B all the time. You can retest them, but retesting is very expensive, no matter how automated it is to the business, because it always slows down. There's no time, no best practice anymore to retest systems. And we're basically in the phase where the VMware of the 90s, where on-premise you would spin off a VMware instance and nobody would test. You assume it would run, and it it ran 99.99% of the time, fine. Uh, The same phases is what we're entering in the cloud right now. Another of his recommendations, carefully choose your platform. There's a difference between vendors. If you you need to look for a third-party vendor, right? Yes, uh, A and A and G have made efforts to run on the other person's cloud, but you know that from a DNA genetic perspective, neither Amazon nor Azure, Microsoft, or Google want you to really run other people's clouds, right? And they realize this. Google is pushing it the hardest because of number three vendor, and they need to catch up, and they need to play better value to the enterprise. It's no surprise that AWS was the last one to provide a next-generation compute platform of outputs um, because a market leader can afford to do that, right? And it worked for them really well in the past. And now we listener can make up if it's uh, the strength of the market leader to keep holding on or if it's what I mentioned before, why companies don't accelerate, why it's a little bit the complacency and saying, ah, this is not a real thing, it's not going to happen. Right? Maybe AWS took a little bit of European approach, right? Another of his recommendations, carefully choose your platform. He says the Nutanix cloud platform has high identicality. And, of course, the budget is top of mind. 
you always want to be careful what you spend your money for because IT budgets might be getting bigger nominally, right? Careful of the inflation part, right? It doesn't help you if you get 10% uh, more IT budget, but your vendors are raising prices by 15%, right? So, you know, you will have to make some hard choices. Um, but that's the six recommendations in the report. Holger Mueller is German from Southwest Germany, but also spent some of his childhood in Italy. He speaks six languages. When he was a kid, since there was a BASF facility in his town, it looked like he might go into chemical technologies. He loved chemistry, and after high school even set up an internship in the industry. But his dad was an information science teacher, and one of Mueller's pastimes was to program pocket calculators. That led to a keen interest in software, and after college, 25 years building platforms at SAP and Oracle. As an analyst, he's discovered his true passion, telling the technology story. And so in our conversation, Mueller gave us a snapshot of the cloud. Why is no sneaker vendor giving me a sneaker as a service? Like might be required to connect them and say how many miles do I look running, walking, in which temperature. And I will always have perfectly fitting, not worn down, not worn off sneakers. What will the sneaker subscription cost me? So the subscription economy effect is really the change to the IT business. But this is the profound change that you don't have to put up the capex. You don't own your IT infrastructure anymore. You subscribe. Enabled by the technology, right? If the hypervisor, if the workload portability, if the elasticity on the technical side wouldn't be there, we wouldn't see the cloud. I've always said life is harder for CIOs. On the flip side, life got easier for CIOs to a large part because if you want to run a modern application, you know it has to be containerized and you know that the control plane is Kubernetes. We never had this, that you had one single standard everybody supporting, everybody's writing to, to run your applications. This was highly proprietary. You would switch from an Oracle to an SAP system, and it would be like going to a different country and learning a new language. And now it's just container clusters. And if you look at other parts of the stack, I mean, we know TensorFlow has won. AWS prides itself that it runs more TensorFlow originally in Google Construct, right? It's open source, than Google itself. It doesn't matter, right? So if I want to do AI, I'm just going to say, where's the TensorFlow part, right? So a number of stack decisions have been taken and come out of this, which makes CIO's life and CTO's life so much simpler than that year 10, 20, 30 years ago. We opened this podcast with Mueller comparing the mainframe of decades ago with the cloud. It goes deeper than just observing that CapEx costs shifted from having to build your own physical infrastructure to simply renting it. During the mainframe era, you also had to build your own software. The cloud has transformed that too. For the first time, we live in this era of infinite computing. Compute is cheap and plentiful. And this means we can tackle business processes in a totally different way than in the previous world, where it was finite computing, where you would size the IT to a certain business problem, which you would then translate into software. And this change means you have to have much, much more developers to own your own automation destiny and to be ready to automate things. And standard software will not have the answer because standard software needs to have the same solution by hundreds, if not thousands of companies. It's really, really hard for the SAPs, the Oracles, the Workdays, the Salesforces to build the next generation software now because they don't know how their users will use the cloud. Everybody 
came to that point. Google embraced it more actively even than Microsoft did with the multi-cloud support. Uh, obviously, Microsoft came around, right? And even Amazon said for the first time at their uh, pre-COVID uh, reInvent 2019 said, well, it's software. And obviously, there's the traditional hardware vendors, which still are around, the Dells, the HPEs. That's their business, right? To provide the on-premise capability of that. But as next-generation computing platform. So the software layer is growing significantly. HP is still a little reluctant, but they will have to come around and support GreenLake software services across the public clouds in a seamless way to become really a next-generation computing platform. In his verbal illustration, he says we're in sort of a second mainframe phase. There's lots of experimentation building software, but it has brought with it speed. Gone are the days when a company could develop a program and work out the kinks over a couple of years. But now the reaction times of somebody is changing your industry by being better, faster, smarter, closer to the customer, closer to the employee, that is three months, six months, right? So everything is moving much faster. And if you miss building your own software, you're probably not in business in five years anymore. And that has injected a bit of urgency in merely moving to the cloud. The promise of the cloud is being able to do more with less, but it comes at the price of increasing complexity. Moving to the cloud is extremely crucial for enterprise because once a board realizes, do we need this big headquarter? How many seats do we need? It quickly goes down the list and say, hey, why do we need this data center? Why do we have this mainframe as an example with a big cost line item? And then the other thing is, of course, the companies realize not just moving to the cloud, but they've moved to many clouds. So multi-cloud is a reality for almost all organizations. And now CIOs have to figure out a way how to make it all work. You basically don't want to get tied with certain cloud providers. So you want to have this workload portability. You want to be able to commit to run something on a certain cloud A and then move to the other cloud with an A and then maybe to the cloud with a G and maybe you want to run on all of them and maybe they open data centers in different locations because data still matters and data residency matters. All legislation or data residency and privacy has to be reflected. That leads to massive uh, fragmentation of data and processing, even if you have a modern application and even if you're happy to run in a single cloud. So complexity is on the rise and uh, CIOs are struggling for anything which can make their life simpler. One thing the pandemic unleashed is an acceleration. Plenty of companies executed on five-year plans in one year. CIOs were more empowered than ever before to make major decisions, and Mueller says they had no choice, needing a better return on investment and putting investments in next-generation computing platforms, which are not siloed. That means workload portability, running critical processes from anywhere, and getting the most out of existing hardware. That requires something from the platform, which I call identicality, to move the workload from A to B, I need to have the same technology, the same APIs, the same tech stack, the same authorizations, right? I can't recreate all the authorizations of people when I move from one cloud to another cloud. And all of that I want to manage in a single pane of glass. I want to see this in one location. I want to see if something is wrong. I want to be able to move that. So that's really what CIOs are implementing, looking for and searching now. Luckily, larger vendors, Nutanix is one of them, allows this third-party view over the different clouds, and to allow this workload portability across their platform maintained by the software vendor. So I pay for it, of course. It's a SaaSification of platform, which we see as a general trend right now. And the trend continues toward multi-cloud, which Mueller observes is kind of an accident. It starts by choosing your first cloud, a favorite cloud, but then things get fragmented. 
data fragmentation and process fragmentation is pretty much reality, which happened by accident, basically, because no single cloud was good enough for everything. And no CIO had enough control about the lines of business of them saying, hey, I want a marketing solution. It doesn't matter which cloud it wants. We need to survive. Uh, that fragments all the data, creates lots of questions because the fragmentation and the data gravity are very expensive things to solve. There's something happening in all of this that he points out is the friction between the idea of keeping data in one place versus moving it around. Mueller prefers a single place, which provides support for the speed you need for next-generation applications. But for now, there's a lot of diversity in where companies are handling data. My prediction, as we sit here in half of 2022, is that that will get reduced by data being in one place for insight perspective and for AI machine learning perspective. The one place will lead to a more consolidation of the number of environments that an enterprise will have, but it will not be one. There will be, again, multiples. The complexity also presents itself in the form of CIOs keeping developers and business units working together. Mueller points out that these diversions are a constant challenge, but often happen for initially good reasons. He cites the example of his days at Oracle when the company announced it was building a global single instance. The trick was basically telling all these country managers, well, you can keep your existing instance, right? You have the freedom to do that, but you keep paying for it. If you go to the global instance, we'll pay for it. That uh, made the staunchest skeptics very quickly move over because nothing beats free from an automation perspective. You can say we have the better platform, it's more secure, you can mandate it, right? There's many different ways to get that done, but the central system being free and, of course, being paid for some other cross-payments is the biggest, most successful thing. I've seen many other companies uh, implementing the free central new system approach. So you try to make it hard to go somewhere else. Mueller calls the process dealing with entropy. Decisions are made with the best available information at the time, but before you know it, you have different systems and different environments, which were at one time the hot thing everyone was working with. What looked like a great idea two, three years ago doesn't look like a great idea today, right? And you can't just throw these systems away and you have to keep operating them. And this creates this zoo in a system landscape of great ideas from a few years ago, which are looking like good or not so good ideas, but you still have to keep the lights on and keep that running. The good news is there's a lot of next-generation computing platforms coming out. The more functionality you offer there, like an abstraction layer from a hypervisor, from a data perspective, from a networking perspective, the more powerful they are because I don't have to go to other parts in the layer. And then putting my multiple single product point offering vendors together creates a potential Frankenstein monster situation. So suites have always won in the past of uh, enterprise software history, both in the width and the depth in terms of like bridging across SaaS, IaaS, and PaaS, especially in PaaS and IaaS, we see these things coming together very quickly. Um, and the same thing is valid for next generation compute platforms. So the more functionality and the single pane of glass, the identicality to run multiple clouds, the freedom to run on premises in case you have to, those are all the very important things uh, CIOs are looking for when they make these decisions. Mueller offers a short list of three major drivers of cloud adoption. Performance, where data is located, and an idea borrowed from Charles Phillips, the former co-president of Oracle. I can tell you right away if cloud is relevant if the CIO is under 45. <laughs> this was five, six years ago, so now we can say if the CIO is under 50, uh, he or she will know I have to deal with this cloud thing and I better embrace it now than later. Over 50, 
no cloud, everything on premise. So the thinking was, I can retire before that, and I leave this to the young kids to figure out. So there's the three reasons, right? The performance, data residency, privacy, and still don't trust the cloud thing. I'm going to build another generation of three, four years of hardware, and if my company board goes along and spends the capex, here you go. Holger Mueller is vice president and principal analyst at Constellation Research. His recent report is entitled Nutanix Powers Workload Freedom and More. If you'd like to follow up more, Tom Mangan has a great article on the forecast site, Three Pillars of Hybrid Multi-Cloud Success. That's at theforecastbynutanix.com. This is the Tech Barometer Podcast. I'm Jason Lopez. Thanks for listening.